It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is the Senior Vice President and Senior Portfolio Manager at Raymond James and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Happy Canada Day. Happy Canada Day. You're making me hungry with all this P&E food talk there. Me too. Me too. I'm <laughs> counting down now. I can go get a corn dog after. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mini donuts. <laughs> oh, mini donuts. Let's talk about the markets first, though. How are they? No, no markets probably open in here, but they are elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, markets are closed here in Canada, but uh, in the U.S., markets are open, the markets are up. Uh, We've got some decent uh, economic numbers out of the U.S. today uh, in terms of uh, their ISM manufacturing. It's it's returning back to growth, which we're uh, quite surprised about. Uh, So so that's good news. And uh, U.S. markets will also be closed later on this week, of course, for 4th of July. So, So a little bit slower of a week, I would say, as well. Right. Is there any concern, though, with those numbers that this kind of this new wave and recover the problems that they're having down in the States might impact that? Uh, you know, there is. That, that is a risk out there. Obviously, we've seen uh, new cases surge in Florida, California, Texas, and Arizona. Um, that's definitely a risk short term uh, in terms of the economic recovery. But I guess the, the positive um, to, to that in terms of markets uh, is that uh, we would probably see more Fed stimulus. And that's really what's carrying this market, right? It's holding rates low for a long time. Uh, as well as uh, adding more stimulus and more support. And uh, and that's why we could see markets continue to move ahead uh, over the coming months, you know, alongside a resurgence of, uh, of COVID here. Okay, so we know the election is also coming up in the United States in a few months' time, in November there. Is there talk already, Lori, about kind of how leading up to this, this could all affect the market? Definitely. You know, the reason I decided to talk about this today is because uh, a lot of clients are asking us. So I often think, you know, if they're asking us, I'm sure others are wondering the same thing. Um, And in terms of the U.S. election, uh, definitely leading up to an election, there there can be increased volatility, right? It doesn't mean you've got to panic and run for the hills. But uh, but essentially, we do see some volatility due to uncertainty. Um, and at this point, what we're seeing is uh, Biden now has the 10-point lead uh, over Trump, which has definitely strengthened lately, um, obviously because of COVID and social changes within the U.S. population and stuff like that, what's going on. Um, so, you know, the question is, is you know, are these uh, kind of... Uh, are these numbers correct? Because last time, I don't think anyone thought that Trump was going to get elected, um, you know, because the polls were saying otherwise. So so we still have a long time until election, um, which is early November. Uh, but what I will say as well, we've studied elections going back 90 years, and we saw that on average markets showed uh, kind of more muted performance in the year leading up to the presidential election. Uh, this really has to do with the potential to po- change policies or tax changes, which markets don't like, right? Um, and then, of course, uh, it, it does. It doesn't matter who takes uh, the White House, uh, who has control there, but it does matter if it changes hands. So, so you know, if there is a Biden win, you would see markets react a little to that, um, and definitely certain sectors would be more impacted. And for a Biden win, that would be healthcare and energy, uh, which, again, we actually have uh, less exposure to, uh, given that the election is, is coming up later this year. Interesting, because I guess it's, it must be hard, though, because it, on the one hand, you don't want markets to try to predict anything, because that's just betting at that point. Well, exactly. You, you can't bet. Um, and, and that's not what we do, right? Um, we invest, we don't gamble. And so for us, I mean, we already have the portfolio's position for a recessionary type environment. What does well um, as in this sort of um, period as well? 
you know, the bond market, you can step aside uh, from the stock market, uh, as well as right now we have increased our position in gold, just given the increase in COVID uh, cases right now in the U.S. and so on. So so there's things you can do in your portfolio to make sure that uh, you don't participate in that volatility leading up to the election. But right. like I said, we go through elections all the time, life goes on, and so will the economy. Um, and, uh, and it will be interesting to see uh, what happens on election day for sure. Oh, so true. Okay, let's talk about retirement here too, because this must be a very stressful time for people who were just about to retire. It, it is, you know. Um, you know, we want to provide some tips today about living a happy retirement. Um, there was an article that I was reading and surveys suggest that only half of retirees describe their retirement as very satisfying, which I was surprised. And this is actually down from 20 years ago. Um, I'm sure it's even lower right now, given what we're going through in the pandemic and retirees can't do what they were planning, uh, such as traveling. And of course, you have to limit contact with people and just missing that normal social interaction. So so retirement has, has been changing over the decades. And I, I guess that probably has something to do with that. Okay, so is it different then? Like, how, how does retirement impact relationships? Because there's all these other things that are also involved in retirement, right? Yeah, you know, um, what we see in relationships, what I see is, you know, some couples experience a bit of bumpiness uh, leading uh, or right after retirement, I should say. Uh, it's a long time to be spending day in, day out with your spouse. Uh, couples may actually have totally different views on how they plan to spend their retirement. And, and a lot of them don't talk about it until they're actually retired. Uh, so we're often coaching and guiding couples uh, at the same time. Uh, I have to say, we're not just financial advisors. Sometimes we're marriage counselors at the yeah. same time. <laughs> and uh, and we, what we see a lot is one person wants to travel, say, and the other doesn't. Or one person wants to hang out at the family cabin and the other wants to spend time with grandchildren. So so you really have to look at compromising in those situations for sure. Uh, how do you, it almost sounds like you need to have some psychologists on standby too to go with the financial <laughs> advice. After 20 years, I think I'm qualified. <laughs> um, and, and then in terms of, um, you know, secrets to a happy retirement, that's also what we want to kind of throw into today. Yes. Uh, you know, it's a happy day. It's Canada Day. And um, so some of those are, you know, don't assume it's all about the money. Money can't buy happiness. And that's true in retirement as well. I would say having more doesn't translate into a stress-free uh, retirement. So you want to be happy with what you have and also make sure you have a financial plan, easing anxiety about spending uh, don't ignore your finances either. You know, you need to figure out that good source of income. Um, they say people with stable pensions uh, are actually more confident in retirement, but I'd say our clients earning an income from their portfolio uh, are just as confident. I mean, they understand the strategy and then focus on risk management. I can't say this enough, though. Make sure you are with a good financial advisor who's helping you with income projections and retirement planning. Uh, now is not the time to have a stock jockey. Um, you know, someone's just buying and selling stocks for you. You need the whole kit and caboodle in terms of retirement planning. Um, another secret of a happy retirement, which is probably not a secret, is staying healthy. Yes. Right? Um, it's really important. Uh, you have 30, 40 years ahead of you. And the good news with all that more free time you're going to have in retirement, you can focus on your health definitely uh, more than you were before. Right. Staying social. Such good points, though, that you make here because there, you got to have something to do. A friend of mine who is retired, I always joke with her that she is busier now than when she was in the workforce. I agree. I can't say that enough. Um, many retirees are busier uh, when they retire due to volunteering, mentoring. Yeah. Uh, some of them start up a new project. We see that quite a bit, uh, you know, or they just, uh, you know, get yeah. really into their hobbies. So staying social is a little bit more difficult with COVID and what's happening, but things are easing 
Uh, we've encouraged our clients to get virtual. We're doing a lot of virtual meetings and stuff like that. Um, and what I've seen is that people in their 70s and 80s are really, um, you know, taking advantage of using their tablets to go on WhatsApp or FaceTiming or whatever. So that's great. And also finding your purpose. Um, you know, yes. retirement frees up a, your schedule. It can be a lot of unstructured time. Uh, you know, think about what you want your purpose to be even before you retire. So, you know, for example, you know, creating a beautiful garden for others to enjoy. Uh, you know, that's, yeah. that's my dad's passion, for instance. All those palm trees at English Bay, that's what my dad created. Oh, nice. I yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. He was president of the Palm and Exotic Plant Society. So <laughs> him and another guy raised all the money for that and designed it and everything. But What a great uh, idea. Isn't it? Like everyone loves sitting under those palm trees on a beautiful, sunny Vancouver day, right? Um, but mentoring, volunteering, supporting your kids and helping, uh, you know, raise grandchildren. Uh, so that's also important. Giving back is another one, um, you know, and yeah. communicating with your spouse, as we talked about early on. I mean, uh, you and your spouse need to uh, be on the same page. And if you're not, then you want to compromise. You know, retirement is important for both of you, even if you have different visions in life. I love you branching out with the advice today, Lori. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> Thanks so much to me. Happy Canada Day and, uh, and enjoy it. You too. That is Lori Pinkowski. And as always, if you have any questions or want to talk to the Pinkowski Wealth Management Team, you can contact them directly 604-915-LORI or visit their website at pinkowski.ca.